Coach Guns and Adrianosaurus. Super Coach Guns and Adrianosaurus. Hello, ladies and gents. You're with Adrianosaurus, the host of Super Coach Guns and Adrianosaurus, because I've merged here with the wonderful Nathan from Supercoach Guns. We've been doing BBL together, so we're going to do some NRL content this year as well. Um, I usually do a Sunday night um, potty where I do a, a, a review of the round that was. It could become a Monday morning thing if it, for our schedules to work, but um, I'm also teamed up with the Whisperer this year as well. So there's going to be loads of content from Adrianosaurus this year, um, but this is our team previews, um, potties to start the year with Nathan, from Supercoach Guns. Welcome, Nathan, to the show. Yes, thank you for having me. I've been uh, desiring to talk a lot about NRL Supercoach, and we've got the opportunity now, so I can't wait to get all of it out of my system. <laughs> yeah, well, being honest, um, obviously you and I are doing, we're, we're knee-deep into BBL content. We've yeah. been podcasting on BBL, so I'm sort of one of those people that waits till the BBL's over before I start ramping up. The NRL stuff, but we're actually only 50 something days out from TLT. Yeah. So it's probably good to start getting a little bit of a mind onto the NRL stuff now uh, and start to make sort of plans, get your heads around how we think teams are going to line up. That's why we want to do team previews. We'll have a little bit of a look at how our teams look currently um, and we'll discuss. You can tell me uh, that's a stupid pick, Ado. I don't know why you've got that bloke in your team. Um, even just most recently, we can see everyone, every team that anyone has sent through to me has the hammer in there because you're going to be the Dolphins fullback, but they've just signed Tessie New. So I reckon that puts the big kibosh on the hammer. He's probably not going to play fullback, you'd think, would be my guess. But um, it'll be good to talk about where how we think teams are going to line up because I've actually – some of the picks in my team are very speculative because of what I think is going to be, um, you know, a spot for a player in a, in a, in a team. So, and I don't know that for sure. So it'd be good to chat um, all those things. And we've got 50 days until TLT for us to think about it and make changes to our teams. Uh, obviously the team pick is only open for gold subscribers, um, but that's what we're going to cover in today's show. The Penrith Panthers will be the first team we kick off. Um, look, let's start the show with our socials, Supercoach Guns. You can find them on Facebook, on Instagram, and on Twitter. Uh, the same for, for me, Supercoach by Adrianosaurus. You'll find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Give us a follow. You guys, I think, will probably do a lot of different content type things player mm -hmm. profiles and you do lots of stuff on it yep. me I, I keep the posts to a minimum i'm mainly just the podcast that posts every now and then but you guys are a great follow for lots of that sort of nuts and bolts and figures and all that sort of stuff um so give you got give you guys a follow yeah and uh tomorrow on the Supercoach hub uh we're launching a new podcast called the gun show and that's hosted by myself um and it's just going to be pretty much a full-on preview of everything NRL so far in the off-season. We're going to have a look at some a couple of team previews as well, have a guest on, and that's going to be on every Thursday at 1pm. And you can listen to that live exclusively on the Supercoach Hub. Love it. All right, well, so let's have a look at it. Um, the We know that this year we've got an extra team in the NRL, and it's going to have an effect on Supercoach. Um, there's going to be a hell of a lot of buys this year. Now... On the very basic surface, how is that going to change? Or do you think is going to change the way you play Supercoach this year? Yeah, so I think the vice captain loophole is all but dead when there's seventeen teams. I mean, it's sort of alive because you've got people on buys, but you're picking twenty five playing players week in week out. You're not snatching some in case they play later in the season. You're not picking an outright nut like your Jared Andersons of the past. You're picking an outright um, 25 players all playing this season. You know, that's yeah. how you're going to have to approach it. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I've I've been someone who's been happy to carry even two nuffs to start a season just to get myself a gun, you know, gun starting 17. Maybe it's a gun 19. Um, I really don't think that's going to be possible this year because we're going to need every, um, every player on deck. Let's just say... Last year, you, we all had five or six Panthers in your team. I don't think you can do that now. I, I reckon um, 
If you if you, you just take out, say, five players from your team, how good does your team look? I reckon you've got to spread your team with a, a, a wider range of players. And obviously, you're going to have a look at the buy schedule. Some teams don't get a buy till very late in the year. So you could technically have five or six Panthers if, if they were one of those teams that landed late in the year. Um, are you going to play it differently because are you targeting – uh, looking at the draw and where the buyers are, are you going to be looking to 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 build your team with predominantly some players who have a nice early draw, um, or are you just going to go and play it and and have a nice balanced team, get a full twenty five roster and tackle it as is? I mean, are you going to be put off by someone like Tom Trevojevic because he goes into a buy in round two, or are you going to just build? No, I think you still got to build. I mean, you, you look at let's talk about Tom Trevojevic for example. He's 504000 for a guy that was priced at $1.25 the season beforehand. It's the sort of value that you just don't pass up, even if he does have a buy in the next round. If a player is that important to your team, you pick him no matter what, and you just bank him in there. And I think that's what you've got to do. So you know your Dragons. Um, potentially, if you're a fan of Tyrell Sloan starting a fullback, you might just bench him round one so you've got a nice and easy vice-captain loophole. And then you can just bring him in round two and he'll make your, your money there yeah i've been looking at the buy schedule and i think there's nothing it's actually a a night it's done really well i think and i reckon you're gonna yeah look you'll you'll lose your dragon in in round one you lose a tom travoy you're gonna lose a player and i think that each round you most likely will have a loop you know at some sort of loop on a player or two who might be from a team on the buy and you can use them as your loop, but I would be recommending no nuffs this year. Um, I'm not going to be scared off by the. I'm going to. I'm going to build my team, and if I have a look, and I'm like, oh, you know, round one, round two, round three, round four, round five. How many have I got sitting out in each of those rounds? And if if it's not too many, I'm I'm not going to be ruled by it. Um, there are some teams that have a nice early draw. Looking at the um at the draw, um, someone like Cowboys have a really nice start yeah. to the year. A few people have been asking me questions about Cotter and about um, drink water in the 5'8 position. Um, oh, he's not even 5'8, is he? He's only fullback only. We should actually mention that. There's been a real big overhaul in positions this year, I think. Um, and there's a number of ones that have lost. Um, Jewel, I think one that really stings for me is IPAP. He's obviously lost the front row. He, he's just a walk-up premium pick that you want to put in the front row, but he's now second row forward only. Yeah, no, that, that was brutal to see. Uh, but I think it was definitely fair enough. He played no front row last year. Uh, but yeah, there's going to be a lot of dual position changes. They've even openly said there'll still be changes before official super coaches released. So you could see a guy like Caleb Ponga, who's currently fullback only. I could see him very much being 5'8 fullback before the end of this month. Yeah, well, I think he's going to play 5-8, so I'm sure he's going to get yeah. a couple of other key ones. Um, TPJ is going to lose front row forward. I think that's fair enough. He's, he doesn't yeah. really go into the front row. Um, you know, some of those beautiful ones we got last year, like Bo Furmore, he's obviously losing center wing, which makes sense. Nelson is actually going to lose his second row forward. I don't know if I agree with that one because I think there's an actual chance that they go and pick him in the second row. He's an absolute damaging bloke on that edge and they did show they showed a nature to do that last year i wouldn't be surprised if i saw him line up in round one to take the sting yeah. out of the game in the second row so i don't know if i agree with that one Ooh, i i i looked at nelson the soft solomon less than a week ago and he was front row second row and i was absolutely shocked when i just looked at him now and he was only front row that's a silly move but man he's definitely gonna play some form of back row this year yeah, um, Tamari Martin, he loses 5-8. I think he's going to play 5-8. Yeah, so I think that'll be reversed. Not that you're going to own him, really. Um, Nia Kore, he's going to lose center. Um, he's going to be second row forward only, but I think he's still a chance to play center for the um, New Zealand Warriors. So, look, like you said, they could make changes in the lead up to round one. Nia Kore, if he was second row forward center wing duel, I really like the look of him this year. Um, I mean, I'd probably prefer him to be picked in the second row, but still be eligible for centre. If he was lining up in round one in the centres, I would be very um, happy to have him, um, you know, at a, as a duel. Jazz Tavanga, he's going to lose hooker. 
Um, you know, I don't think he plays a lot of hooking anymore. Yeah. Luke Garner's going to lose the sec- center wing. He's not going to be playing any centers over at the nah. uh, Panthers. Targo is going to lose his second row forward. Um, yeah. I think that's fair enough. He's only going to play yeah. center. Um, Talakai loses second row forward. Um, I don't know if he, he might play some second row. Um, I think he probably yeah. starts the year in center. And, and if he does, yeah. there's pro- probably makes a lot of sense that he doesn't actually have the second row forward. Nothing in there. Any other ones that you, that you were really spewing about? Um, um, nothing I'm really spewing about. No, I, I was a bit surprised by a few of the calls. I, I wasn't expecting Chance Nickel-Clockstad to get centre wing fullback because I think he lined up at fullback round one. Um, and I wasn't expecting them... When they initially put Lachlan Miller into the game, they put him as halfback. Mm. And I thought he should have been fullback centre wing. And they've rightly changed that to fullback centre wing because he's more likely to play um, at the back, potentially for Newcastle. Yeah, I think Chance is going to probably start the year at fullback, but I think the Warriors, they change that left. You know, you, you see them. They change it a lot. And I think yeah. there has been discussions that he could be a centre as well. Um, so, look, um, there's a few changes in there. I think it makes it a bit more trickier. Um, you know, uh, well, let's look about look, let's look at it in a super coach sense. Um, you know, is there – so we don't know exactly how many trades we're going to have this year. We don't know if there's going to be boosts. What's your thoughts on it? Looking at the way the buyers are done, I really don't think there's going to be. I don't think we're going to get extra trades, and I know I don't, I don't actually want them. No, I don't. I think you still you, you'll get yeah five trade boosts like we had last year. That'll stay in there for a while now. Um, whether or not that they add in extra trades, I don't know. I suspect not. In my opinion, I suspect they'll just leave it as it is. At most, it will be an extra two. It will not be very many, if any at all. Um, the way that they've done the buys and the way you've got your extra trade boost now, if it's really bad, I don't see a reason to change the world drastically. You've just got to be a bit more on your, as a super coach player, you've got to be a bit more on your A game this year. That's all. Yep. yep. I think it's just going to make the game a tiny bit harder. And I think that, that most players who have played for a few years kind of like that. Uh, look, it may be a, a trade or two, but I wouldn't expect much more than that. And I think the boost will probably be here to stay. The boost kind of work. You got these people that go all cowboy and use them all up straight away, and then you know, and you got some that held them to the end. And they, I mean, I, I lost a couple of head-to-head finals last year in cashies by people who just saved their trades and then just trumped me at the end and rolled me. Um, that was a strategy for head-to-head players, which I think is good. It kind of makes it fun, um, having that, and you've got that little bit of a license that you can choose when you want to use it or where, whether to withhold. Um, I think that's probably the thing. Um, look, the salary cap's gone up a tiny bit. Um, you know, we'll see how our squad builds. Uh, I think it's fair enough. Uh, in there based on prices. Um. And, you know, we've already said our buy strategy. All I'm going to do is I'm going to try to spread my team. I'm going to try not to have too many from one particular team um, because that's all I look at it. If I took five players out of my team at any given time, how much would that hurt me? Lots. So I'm going to try to get it to maximum maybe three or four. And if it's a team that doesn't have a buy till very late in the season, maybe I could go higher than that. But I'm going to try to just do a general build keeping it at threes and fours, no more than that. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think another thing to to look at for strategy is try and pick as many players starting in their team as possible. So then they're starting 13. Because in all likelihood, you're going to be playing each one of your 25 players at some point this season. So you want someone who you can confidently say is going to score you, you know, at least 45 points a game when you need them to play. Yeah, so take yeah, that's right. Out. I mean, you can't just have one of these guys that's just bubbling away on your bench where you're like, it's okay if he yeah. gets the 25 because the, of his BE and he started at a low price, he's going to yeah. just start going up because you may, have three, you may have three players out and you've got to play that bloke. You ha- have to actually yeah. play him. Yeah, so I yeah. think that um, getting players who you think can at least get to a minimum 40, because so, you're going to have to play these guys yeah. that are 
in the past, you're like, damn it, Blah's injured or Blah's suspended. I've got to play this one that I don't really want to play. There's going to be a lot of that this year because you have yeah. no choice. Um, all right, well, let's kick it off with how you – with the gold's open. We've got the team picker. You've picked your team. I'm sure I've I've got a team. I mean, I, I did a podcast with the Whisperer the other yeah. day, our first one of the season. Um, my team's already changed a little bit since then. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll chat about our teams. We'll talk about the key spots and why we've made the decisions we have, and we can critique each other. Um, I think we can kick it off with you, and you can tell me how your team's lining up. All righty. Well, let's start at hooker. I think I've got the most obvious pre-stock standard hooker combination that there will be. It's cheese and grant for me. You can't go without the two of them. You roll with that from round one until round 25. They'll be number one and number two on the hooker list at the end of the year for sure. Um, front rowers, I've gone with Daniel Saifi from Newcastle. Mm-hmm. I think he's due for a nice pump up in minutes with no David Cleller. Plus, he had a pretty rubbish year last year. I think he's a better player than that. He'll bounce back. And I've also got Luke Thompson from the Bulldogs. A bit of a similar story. Down on minutes, down on PPM. Uh, no Josh Jackson, no Paul Vaughan. And I only really get Ryan Sutton and Franklin Pelle. Neither of those two will demand more than 40 minutes at most. So I think there's more minutes for Luke Thompson and he can return to his, you know, 55-minute work rate, which is what he had in 2021. Um, my bench front rowers, I've got Hetherington from the Knights. I think mm-hmm. he's a shot at starting on that edge. I know you I, I know you don't mind him as well, actually. Yep, and, um, I've got him in. Got, He's got good numbers as a starting second row. I think he's pushing mid-50s as a starting second row. So yep. I like him. And I've got Franklin Pelé from the Bulldogs. He only needs 30 minutes. His PPM's stupidly good. It's around 1.3 um, in reserve grade alone. Yep. And, you know, he, there'll be a game where he just has his – he's a very good try scorer for a front row. He will back up points in no time. Uh, second row, I've got. Well, Dave hang on. Peter. Let me just yeah. Let me just ask you a question on Pele. Yeah. Um, I've yeah. seen him in a couple of teams. Is he is he going to jag? He's going to jag a, a bench spot because they've recruited really well, you know, and they've yeah. got some good forwards that have come to the club. Is he is he going to jag a bench spot? Like he's done one hundred eighty eight thousand. So if he doesn't jag the spot, you can have you got the cash to go up to a Moale or someone who's more touted um, confidently to get a spot. Yeah, I think I do. I think I definitely do. I can move some people around. No, no, not everyone's fixed in. You know, there's there's definitely money I can move around. It won't be too hard. But if he if he plays, all he needs is thirty minutes to get 40, 45 points, and you'll be on your way. He's not a season hold by any means, but he's that sort of impact guy. That his ceiling, if he scores a try, it's pushing 60, 70, because he's such an attacking front rower. He'll be a mm. weapon for them. Mm. Um, right. Good. Yes, yeah, so I'll get on to the second row. Uh, yeah. David Feeder. Yeah. Uh, that's an obvious one. Undervalued. A gun. He's got Kieran Four in there too. I mean, that's a dream combination. He knows how to use back rowers so well. Uh, and then I'm going for a bit of a pod in Jeremiah Nanai. Mm. Yeah. So if you have a look at the uh, Cowboys opening draw, he's a dead set dream. I'm pressing all these buttons. Sorry. <laughs> he's a dead set dream. He's got, I don't think he's got anyone from last year's top eight in the first nine rounds. He hasn't got yeah. a buy until round 15. Yeah, he's got Origin to deal with, but I'm going to sell high on him after that little nine-week period and move him on to a gun like Angus Crichton or Cameron Murray or whoever, Isaiah Papali'i even. Mm. So I really do like Nano. I think he could score a try game in those nine weeks with the way he was scoring tries last year. Yeah, I mean, look, it is it is the first time I've seen a Nanai in the in anyone's team. Um, look, their draw is sensational. We know he's a try-scoring weapon. You've spent big uh, on on two second rowers. Um, yeah. You know, I haven't seen a lot of builds where they've where someone's built um, with two, you know, two sort of above 500K second rowers. So I'm interested to see how the rest of the team pans out. Yeah, well, you'll see where I've cut back later on. Yeah. Um, so I've also got Aaron Clark as my third second rower. Um, looks like he'll be their starting lock. Uh, should play close to fifty, close to sixty minutes in in between fifty and sixty minutes. You know, he was pretty good for them last year when he was named at lock. I think he pushed like a early to mid sixty average, so that's good to know, good to see. And um, he's also got that hooker second rower flexibility. If something were to happen up up top in my hooker position, I could chuck him up there and be pretty confident in him. Um, then my bench second rowers, I've got Garner, 
that's a pretty obvious one. Starting second row at Penrith on the left edge, he's an easy pick. Uh, Jermaine Hopgood looks like he's starting a lock for Parramatta. He's a gun. He's a work, workhorse forward as well. Future super coach stud in the making. Um, and then I've gone with Xavier and Broncos. Willison, did you say? Yeah, yeah, Willison. Looks like he's going to jag a bench spot for them. And he should play, you know, upwards of 30 to 35 minutes. Particularly now that Haas has, you know, had a... What has he done? He's... What's the word? He's gone on leave. There you go. Mm. And uh, there's no official return date. I suspect he's back before round one. But in the event he isn't, Wilson's going to get a major boost. Yep. Um, halfbacks, I've gone a bit rogue. I've got Nathan Cleary. Yep. But I've got Jerome Hughes. Mm. Yeah. I like him because he's $150,000 cheaper than Nico Hines. Yeah. And he's got a pretty decent draw early on. I think in the first 10 rounds, it's pretty nice. And he's a running half. And, you know, dominant Melbourne Storm team. I like the look of him. Without Pappenhausen there as well, it means that more playmaking and uh, backing up. You know how they still make a lot of breaks. Usually it's Pappenhausen backing up. He'll have to be drawn to his backing up now. So there's a lot to like there. Yeah. Um, now, where I've cut back, I, <laughs> uh, 5-8. I've got Josh Schuster and Jaden Sullivan. Yeah. So I've gone really cheap there. Josh yeah. Schuster, he's an obvious pick, isn't he? Like, starting 5-8, he's not his undervalued, mm-hmm. even if he doesn't reach what he's averaged at 5-8 in the past. Um, Jaden Sullivan, he's looking like he'll start at 5-8 with Tower Tower Moan stood down for his little hammer attack spree. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Again, value there. And the other thing is that, yes, James Sullivan has the buy round one, but he's back round two to cover Josh Schuster when Josh Schuster has the buy round two. So it's not like I'm cut short there. Uh, center wings. That is a bargain. That's a, bar- a bargain basement um, five-eighths. I'll tell you that yeah. much. Well, I was like, there's two options there. How could I not? You know, it seems yeah. like a perfect position. Yeah, I mean, look. Sometimes um, Supercoach opens up little uh, air positions for you each year. Sometimes we have that um, lots of cheapies to pick from in the center wing. Sometimes we don't. And when you have yeah. to pick middies there, you have to cut down el- elsewhere. Schuster is going to be a walk up start in that team. Some people say, "Oh, he's a trap. He's not good. Look, he's trading the house down. He's an absolute bargain. There's no way he doesn't make money. And there's no yeah. way that you can't just play him on a stretch if you need to." Um, Sullivan, um, he's now. They're not going to put Moses M by in there, are they? No, nah, they definitely won't. Yeah. Nah. So, look, if he's going to go into that role, he's definitely unders for a starting half. And um, I don't mind it. Look, it is, you know, I mean, you, you, I knew there's going to be cuts somewhere where you've gone with that second row. So, yeah, all right, I don't mind it. Yep. Okay. And then my center wings, I've got Brian Toto. I'm very happy about that. I think there is value in him despite. You know, down here, he just came, he had a knee injury. He, he then shifted to the other side. Um, lack of chemistry there. But they'll train that. They'll practice that this off-season. That'll improve. And he'll be back to his his full base work rate, you know. I think there's a lot to like about Tyo. He's pretty cheap too, 550 mm-hmm. It's not a bad price for him. Yep. Um, now, I've got Bunnings winger Isaac Thompson in my team. Yep. I He's... He impressed me last year when he was given the game, mm. in games. He did a bit, bit of work rate, a couple of tries as well. He looked by far the best winger out on that right edge for the Bunnies all year. Yep. So they've they've, always, they've carded out uh, Josh Mansell and Jackson Paulo just to start this bloke with Tane Milner's death. So I yeah. like Isaac Thompson this year. He feels like a good pick to me in a hot back line. Yeah, some people have said to me he's just warming it the spot for Milne. I think he's better than Milne. I think Milne's a bloody liability. I think Milne, you know, is oh look, I'd be surprised. I think it's his spot to lose. So I reckon he's a good pick to start the year. Yeah. And then I have the hammer in here still. I I'm a believer that Tessie News a depth signing. Maybe I'm being a bit too hot on Hammer, but Tessie New has just screamed, you know, a tad rubbish. Yeah, but why sign him? They're not signing him. I mean, look, um, Tessie New looked really good late last year, and the hammer, you can put him in the centers. Uh, He does. He's a fast. He's got speed to burn. I'm tipping Tessie New to be their fullback. 
okay, I'm to put Hammer. I just don't think Test News defence is good enough for it. I reckon Hammer's is better. Mm. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Even if Hammer's at centre, I'd probably still like him. I think he's too cheap. I think yeah. he's worth 400000 even if he is at centre. Yeah. May, may just not be as good a product as what we thought he was if he's not a fullback. But I still think mm. he's too cheap to be, you know, he's too good to be this price, put it that way. Yeah, look, I, I will probably just take the hammer because he's a fullback if he's playing fullback and he's at that price. If he's anywhere but fullback, I'm not touching him. Ooh, okay. I don't even have him in my I don't even have him in my team currently. You'll hear my team. Um, but look, I uh, all I saw was sirens going off as soon as they I think that there was chat about Tessie New. So I knew it was never gonna be Izarko, um, but I thought that when they got the hammer they, the carrot was playing fullback, but when you sign someone like Tessie New, the only position Tessie New can play is fullback. Whereas the Hammers, yeah, got a, he's a little bit more versatile. So I just reckon it could be, um, I reckon it could be Tessie New, but it is one of those ones to watch in the preseason. Let's yeah, see some preseason game. I'm sure they'll both play there in the, and it'll give you no clues. Yeah. It's just going to be how exactly. they line up for round one. Yeah. Uh, someone who's a bit more secure fullback is Charles Neville Clockstad. Yep. Um, at, Two hundred eighty-five thousand. He he's he was underrated. He's a good player. I mean, he was just unlucky that they had a boom looking in Xavier Savage. Really, he also got injured, didn't he? He did get injured. Um, oh, he was affected okay. by injury late in his career with Canberra Raiders. But all of us Raiders fans really have a soft spot for Chance. Um, and I really think that he him going home is a good thing. I think he's going to be good there. And I think that a fullback, anyone you can pick in your centres, who's a fullback and an absolute bargain that chance is, go for it. Sorry about that. That's all right. Yeah. So Chance, yeah. I'm all I'm all aboard. He's too 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 much of a bargain for someone who's playing fullback. Same as the hammer. If he's that cheap and he's actually playing fullback, you might as well take a punt. Yeah, agreed. Uh, then I've got Corey Allen from the Roosters. Yeah. I think he's a shot at lining up on that right wing. Uh, it'll be him or Jackson Paulo, and Paulo is not very good. Yes, yeah. Corey Allen's not very good either, but I, I feel like they'll go with him just because, you know, I don't know. I don't Origin, really have a reason. Origin hero, um, Corey Allen. Yeah. I mean, that's the only reason I could think of. I think he looked worse than what he actually was because of the Bulldogs team he's been in, mm. and that I think there is a bounce back here. He feels like the right sort of... He feels like a good winger for uh, what this team needs. He just needs to plant the ball down, mm. you know? He's a big body. I don't know. I just don't... We'll have to get to that when we get to the team previews for the Roosters. Yeah. We'll see how we think they're going to line up. But um, all right, yeah, keep going. Yeah, and then I've got Hayes Dunster from Parramatta. He looks like he'll be on the wing or centre for Parra. Uh, 205000 still too cheap. That's too cheap yeah. for him anyway. Probably should be more worth like rich 50 sort of thing. No, Sean Russell? Uh, uh, no, I think Hayes Dunster would be ahead of him. He's been yeah. highly rated for a while now. Yep. Um, then we've got Paul Alamotti from the yep. Bulldogs. He feels yep. like a locking in everyone's side. Yeah. Um, he's going to be really good. He's going to be a very yep. good footballer. I've seen some highlights of him. He's outstanding. Yep. And fullback's pretty... Blaza, you know, Tedesco and Turbo, pretty simple, yep. obvious picks. Yes. All right. Well, that's the team. I like it. Um, look, I think you've you're going. It's very clear that you've gone a strategy there. To, I think you might have more of a stacked second row than most other teams I've seen. You know, I think that that's very obvious. Um, but I think if you you um, you know you've balanced it well. Um, you know, you've gone cheap. So you've got um. What one halfback who's probably not, you know, everyone's going to have Hines and, and Cleary. I think most most people are spending up big in there. So you've got a mm. bit of a point of difference in the second halfback spot, and you've got two cheapy um, five eight. So it's, you're basically going a different approach in the halves than a lot of people I've seen. Um, but look, it's I like the build. I think it's good. You've just, you know, you've just taken advantage of players that have come. You know, they really look very resoundingly in a good position to start in their teams in Sullivan and oh, and Schuster. So I think it's a good one to go take the savings where they're, they're willing to offer it for you. Um, mm -hmm. Over to my team, Harry Grant and Brandon Smith. Um, look, you know, I think that Brandon Smith is, we've seen what he did when he got to play big minutes in hooker. Uh, and I think that, you know, Robo's a good tactician. I think they'll actually 
he he will get another dimension to his game. Not that Bellamy was a bad coach. I think that Robbo will get the best out of, I can just see him getting the best out of um, Brandon Smith. Harry Grant, who's going to spell Harry Grant? It's going to be maybe 10 minutes. He's going to be up for, for good minutes in that team, isn't he? And he's going to, I reckon he'll be 15, 20 points better than everyone. It's not going to be Cook two points behind this year. I reckon Harry Grant is going to absolutely blitz it in the hooker position. So I'm not going to be, look, I don't think I, I see myself changing those hookers all year. No, neither do I. I, I completely agree with you. Um, in the front row, I've gone Dan Safidi. Look, it was a down year last year because of injury. What I like about him is um, I think I think Jackson Hastings is a good pick for them. Um, if he's fit this year, Dan Safidi, he's a try-scoring front rower. You know, I think for 422, people are going to go tuppany. Tappany may get a 65 average. I reckon Dan Safidi can get a 60 average. 55-60 average is five points difference, and you get it for an absolute steal at 422,000. Um, look, I've got Jack Hetherington in there, the wild animal that he is. I've gone cheap and nasty in the front row. Um, you've gone and spent a 400 or something there on Luke Thompson, which I really like. The Whisperer has got him in his team as well. Um, but for me, um, starting second rower, he's got to get 50 minutes. And at his PPM, I reckon he'll score 50, 55, as long as he doesn't get suspended. That's why I kind of had to spend up with a starting front rower on my bench because Hetherington is such a scary prospect being a liability that he is. But I've got him in there starting second row who I can pick in my front row if he gets the spot. If he's just um, on the bench, I think I'd rethink it. Um, would you? Um, if he's on the bench, I don't think I'd own him. I think I'd try and find the extra 8,000 go up to Sean Kepi. It looks like he'll be starting for now. Well, let's talk Sean Kepi because he's on me bench. I've got Sean Kepi. Look, Tapao's gone. I like the look of Sean Kepi last year. I thought he looked pretty good. Um, and I think for two hundred forty thousand, he's no, he's not going to be a bully more of last year. He's going to probably get fifty minutes in that pack with um, yeah. the losses that they've had in Tapao out. You know, I th- I feel confident that he's going to be good. He may be the one that I start. You know, and Hetherington could be on the bench. I don't know. Whoever's if Hetherington's starting second row, maybe I'll I'll start him. You know, yeah. um, and you know, if he's not, I'll rethink who I have. And and I think Sean Kepi's going to start in their front row this year. You agree? I do agree. I think he looked like their their best forward outside of Aloy and Jerbo last year, and uh, I think he's he's been held back for too long. I think he's too good to be a bench forward at NRL level. I think he's a starter. Yeah, and, and he's, a good, he's certainly not priced like a starter. Yep. That's for sure. Um, on my other bench spot, it's Moali. Um, there's good chat. He's going to get the bench in there. He looks a good prospect. Um, you know, you've got some, you know, they've lost a few people, haven't they? Out of that South pack, you've got the Burgess boys, you know, they're getting old or you got Burgess getting older. He, he's got to get a, some minutes, hasn't he? 30 minutes. Yeah. I 25, 30 minutes. I think the only thing in Moali's way is Daniel Saluka for feeder. That's the only thing I think is obstructing him. Mm. Uh, from being a real relevant pick this year. Um, I don't know. I don't mind him. I think if in a world if Jack Hetherington and Sean Kepi went and they didn't get the roles that we think they will, I think I could see myself owning Dabby Mawali without one. Mm. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, look, I could go to Pele as well and save myself an extra 17000 as well. So whoever looks like they've got... You know, whoever I'm happy is look in their lineups, in their 17s, looking good. I could obviously go them. Um, I'm the same as you. I've gone David Fafita, 602,000. I'm sort of, my attitude is to go one premium in the second row forward. The only other one that I have an interest in is Angus Crichton. Um, He he started slow last year, and I did start with Angus last year, and it frustrated me. I really like the look of him in the World Cup, though, to be honest. Um, And... Uh, you know, I think I'd like to try to get one of my middies up to Angus as quick as I can. But I think I love the Kieran Foran signing. And uh, I think this year it's it's boom or bust when you've got someone like Kieran Foran in there. I don't think Kieran is too ex- experienced to not utilize someone like David yeah. Fafita. He's too world class and been there and done that to not use David Fafita. Yeah, no, he's, he's an excellent half. You can see the way that. Because he's a running half, he engages the line really well. I think you saw that a lot last year, the last few years for Manly. And so, you know, we had Josh Schuster there in 2021. And when Kieran Four engaged the line, he 
drew some defenders in and gave Schuss some time and space to do his thing. And that's what was so good about that. And I, if you give that defender time and space close to the try line, he's scoring, right? Yep. So I could see that happening so often this year. Yep. So I'm on board the David Fafida train. I'm I'm just, you know, willing them to use him better. Um, I've got Luke Garner. Um, we're obviously going to do the team previews of the Panthers. I think he's going to start in the second row for the Panthers. I've seen some lineups that have got Scott Sorensen in there, but I'll tell you what, I think that um Scott Sorensen actually did a ripping job off the bench as an impact player for them last year. I think he's going to do that again because Garner's not like that. He's not one of those ones that comes off the bench for impact. He's a big body. They're losing someone like um, Kikau, so I think he's a big body that they can add to the edge, and and it makes more sense to start the game with. So I think that um, Sorensen will come off the bench. So if, in my view, I, look, I've actually liked the look of Luke Garner in, in a team like um, the Tigers. So it's got to be better, hasn't it, in the Panthers team? Yeah. No, I, I agree. I mean, any time that you get to be, you get to own a commodity on that left edge for Penrith. Um, you really do. You, you take the opportunity with both hands. Sorensen's become an elite middle forward uh, for Penrith, so I don't think they're going to change that role. And they've just signed Hosking and Garner. I don't think Hosking's quite ready. Well, he's probably ready, but I think Garner's definitely a more reliable starter than Hosking, yeah. so I think they'll go with him. Yep. I mean, Garner is a, is a biggest, I mean, look to me, he, if I was putting together my 17, I'd have him starting ahead of um, Sorensen and I'd have him starting again ahead of Hosking, you know, so I'm, I'm going to go in, but look, obviously that is something I would change immediately if he was not named to start. Yeah, no. Um, if you don't see Garner starting, I think you're fine with 20,000 and taking the Hosking. Yep. Um, my other starting second rower is Ellie Katoa. Uh, now, this is an interest. This, this is a bit of a juicy one because um, we don't know, but I really, you know, some of these people who love footy love the look of Eli Katoa when he first came in. Never ever sort of realised how good he. Never realised his potential. I don't think they're at the Warriors, but he's going to be going to a Melbourne Storm, a Bellamy team. Is he going to? Is he a chance to start on the edge? They've lost yeah, a lot of players. Did. They're all a chance to start on the edge. You know, you've got Elias Patoa, you've got Trent Loyero, you've got Tarek Sims, you've got Nelson Sokolmona. Those four are all going to be battling it out for a starting spot, right? Um, Nelson, you'd probably think they need their middle forward. So at most, he plays 20 minutes on an edge and he's mostly playing in the middle forward a fair bit. Sims, he, he can play middle and they might need his experience to replace you know, your Jesse Bromwich sort of leader off of the pack, but maybe off the bench rather than as a starting middle forward. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that Eli Katoa is your modern, big body, good line running second row forward. I think he, Hughes and Munster, he's a perfect fit for them. I, I, you know, Tarek's great. He's an elder statesman now, but I reckon this year I would... you put it there. That's my big tip of the year. I reckon that he's going to get up to 600,000, Eli Katoa. And I don't know if he's going to start there at the start of the year, but if he lines up for round one, I just think he's so yeah. perfect at what, I, what the Melbourne Storm are looking for. I would probably ditch Jeremiah and I just Eli Katoa if I saw that he was starting round one. I would have been, I would make, I would change up the shape of my team just to make sure I own Eli as a Katoa. Yep. Look, I love Nelson on an edge, not for a full game, but maybe for 20 minutes. But if he went um, yep. and then got into the front row rotation after that and Ellie Katoa was getting 50, 60 minutes, I don't mind it. Um, But I th- look, I think, um, you know, you lose Kenny Bromwich and I just think that Ellie Katoa is a really good line running potential. He's got potential and whether, and it just seems like such a Bellamy thing to do to say, I liked the look of this kid and I'm going to turn him into an elite second rower, like a Isaiah Papali'i, like a Viliami Kikau. I reckon yeah. Eli Katoa, Bellamy will get the, the same out of him than that. Um, look, on the bench for me, um, let's have a look. I've closed it down. I've gone Jermaine Hopgood. Looks like he's, you know, um, all but locked into a start there at the Parramatta Eels. The price is right. I've gone Ray Stone. Oh yeah, Ray yeah, Stone. Okay. Um, I think he's a fair chance to start at lock for them. Um, this year the Dolphins. So he's got the second row forward hooker jewel. 
Obviously, if he's not picked um, to start and he's just a bench 20, 30 minuter, but I think he's um, looks like he's got a bit. He was one of their first sort of signings, wasn't he? Yeah, no, he he could be he could be really good for them if yeah. he lives up to the sort of promise that Parramatta had on him. You know, it, it he could be the guy. He could be the guy that they want, and he's two hundred fifteen hooker second row. Yeah, he's given that opportunity, then I, I see absolutely no reason not to pick him. Yep, if he starts at lock for those Dolphins, he's in my team. Now, my last spot on my bench is Ben Murdoch Masilla. Oh. It's a bit smelly, um, but he's been signed by the Dragons. Yeah, look, I know that I I, I get it, 205,000, you know, I get all that, but he, he was a bit rubbish for them, though. Yeah, the Warriors, you know, isn't he? Yeah, he, he need to be... I guess if he really impressed them in the preseason, they could put Jack Bird at 13 and put Jack DeBellin back in the prop rotation. If he was named on an edge, which he could be, I, I would show interest, even if it was only for 60 minutes. You know? Yeah. But well, look, he would have to be in a – he wouldn't be in a bench role, I wouldn't pick him. No. Well, that's the thing. Um, I've got to obviously play it by ear. I had um, good old uh, Sean Bloor in there because I thought he was going to start in the second row, but – Big John Beatman has he's screwed it up. So I mean, look, I've got to think about it. I guess um, there's no one else really that I think is a good pick uh, money wise. You know, you mentioned Willison in there um, from the Broncos. If he jags an edge, edge spot or a bench spot, that could be an option. Um, Brendan Piacora could be someone who get, gets a run yeah. as well, possibly no, for the I'll, Broncos. I would be on him. I still am be on him probably. Um, and if he ever- he will start on an edge for Brisbane at some point in the next year or two, right? He's just a better, he's a better football player than Jordan Ricky ever will be, put it that way. So yeah. there's going to come a point when he's going to overtake Ricky, and if he's given a bench spot this year, it's probably going to happen by the end of the year. Yep, I like it. So look, maybe I'll rethink Ben Murdoch Masilla. Maybe I'll get someone else down there in the second row, and I can go up and and get Pele up in the front row or something. I can bring Heatherington down if I want to. Um, yeah, because I don't like. Oh, look, it was Bloor. It's into. So let's change it. It's going to be someone, someone better. <laughs> uh, in the halfback position, I've gone Cleary, and I'm going with Hines. I just, it's like Hooker. I don't think I'm going to make a trade in Hooker again for the rest of the year. I don't think I'll make a trade in halfback for the rest of the year. I'll give you my reason for picking Hughes is that with all these by chaos and all of that, I have a halfback who's no chance of state of origin. Whereas your two halfbacks, they could be the seven and the 14. Yeah. I don't think that he's going to get picked this year for origin Hines. And I'm going to, t- I'm banking on that. Um, so I've gone with the gun. I was, I, can't, I was surprised when I first did um, get the team picker that he was way more expensive than Cleary. Um, but look, you know, um, Hughes, you know, you can go Hughes. I'm going, I'm going Nico Hines. Um, in the 5'8 position, I've gone Dillbags. Yeah, I've got Dillbags. It's I've gone an absolute premium um 5'8. I like his base. It could have been him or Munster. I like these um 5'8s that have a good base. Um, and you know, it's my little treat to myself is Dillbags. He's priced 682,000. The only other one that I'm actually interested in is Matt Burton. Goal kicking um, and the recruits. I'm tipping that they're going to be heading in an upward direction. Is Matt Matt Burton's 5'8", isn't he? Matt Burton's 5'8". Um, So, look, and I also could save a fair bit of money in there as well and pump it back into the team. So, if it's not Dillbags, Munster or Burton, I have no interest. I'm not going to go the cheap and nasty. I'm going to have one premium in there. I could save money and go Burton. Um, I'm probably going to give Mad Dog a miss to start the year. And I like, I think Dylan Brown has turned the corner as a player. I think that mm. sort of second year syndrome type stuff is out. I think he's going to be really good um, again this year. Here's a question for you. Let's say we find out that Pappenhausen misses the first month to six weeks of the season. And it looks like that Cameron Munster plays fullback. Does that change your opinion? Are you going to make not drop everything to get Munster in? If Munster's playing fullback, I want a slice, probably. Yeah. I mean, yeah. how, how much more is he than Dillbags? He's 30000 or something? Yeah, you pay that. Oh, 60 in the end. 
you pay that every day, will you? I can afford Oh, yeah, I can nearly afford him. Um, So, yeah, I mean, ooh, if Munster was playing fullback, that'd be, yeah, because the chat is that Munster's, I mean, that um, Pavanhouse and the progress is really slow. Um, yeah. He's gone over the America, hasn't he? So we'll have to wait and see, eh, if he's, if he's going to be there for yeah. round one. But if Munster's playing yeah. fullback, you want him, I think, in fullback. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in the, in the uh, reserve spot, I've got Josh Schuster. Too much value there for a starting 5'8". Um, I think he's, you know, he's training the house down, looking good. I think they're going to be rubbish this year, the yeah. Manly Seagulls. But, you know, Tommy Tavoyevic says fit. You know, anything can happen. Um, in the wing, center wings, I've gone Brian Tall for all the reasons you've said. Um, look, he is a bargain for Brian Tall. And everyone's, oh, well, I've had people chatting to me saying, oh, you know, it was Peter Volandi's ball. He's not any, look at him last year. Well, he was injured last year. He was on the wrong side. They were going to that side with Kikau and Tago. Kikau's gone. So I reckon that yeah. there's a big target over there in Crichton. And I think they might head that side with Brian Tall more this year. And he's if he's healthy, um, because he wasn't last year. I reckon he's going to be a top four um, center wing for the year. So I think it's too much of a value proposition for you to not go him. Um, my second center winger is Charlie Staines. You you better believe it. I've been the biggest shit talker on uh, Charlie Staines ever. But I'll tell you what, I hate Charlie Staines on the wing, but I've really liked what I've seen from Charlie Staines in the fullback. I think he looks like a really good fullback to me. And there's talk... Well, we're seeing training footage of uh, Dewey in the centers um, and Laurie in the halves. And so that means Staines could be fullback. Yeah, I mean, if he was at fullback, I'd have to consider. You'd have to consider it if he was at fullback. Yeah. Uh, but it's a big if because Adam Dewey's a classy 5'8". And I would want to see a preseason game of it at least to see, mm. you know, does that combination all work? Yeah. Well, the chat is that he's training there. And I'm, I'm sure Dewey's real chuffed with it, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he, there's talk that um, it's it stains um, just training in the fullback position. So if he lines up for them in fullback, I see him as the fullback stains, which I've liked the look of. And I don't like the – I make fun of the uh, center, well, the winger, um, Charlie Staines. So fullback, 330,000, like the look of him as a fullback. I've gone with Isaac Thompson as well, like you. I think he's going to get the start there. I don't think he's going to lose that spot because I like the look of him. He looks a likely customer, and I don't think that um, Tani Milne's going to get that spot back. Charles Nickel-Clockstad, starting fullback. I think that's all but what they've confirmed um, for him to be in the fullback position. And 285,000, uh, you know, I've, I've got Toto and, and I've got two and, – and, Thompson as you know outside backs and I've got two fullbacks in my um starting lineup. You know, I'm happy with that. Um I'm actually going with Tyrell Sloan um in the yeah. on my bench. Uh, look, he's probably going to start fullback for them, isn't he? Because poor old um Ramsey's having some health issues. Tyrell Sloan. Yeah, I've I, I've just remembered Tyrell Sloan as I was redoing so I've just redone my team entirely. I'll be very quick. I've taken out Nanai. I've brought in Elias Matoa. I've taken out um, Aaron Clark because I realised that Isaac Liu was denied his release. Well, not denied his release, but the release is broken down, so he's not off the Warriors, which means he stays, takes some more minutes off Aaron Clark. So I've brought Matt Burden back into 5'8 and put Schuster up at second row. Mm. And that has meant that I've I've now got a bit more money for a centre wing, which I'm dealing with right now. I've brought in Tyler Sloan instead of Bahama. And so now we're on the look for a center wing and I don't know who it'll be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's some changes in li live trading. Well, I think he's going to start in fullback. So I managed to jag three fullbacks into my team. Um, look, uh, Tyrell Sloan, he's got, you know, he, he looks like he's got something about him. If they just stuck with him in the, in the role, gave him five or to 10 games to actually get better. You know, let him get used to first grade. I think he looks like he's got a little something about him. Um, Paul Alamotti, um, Shoop's gone. I think he looks an absolute weapon of a prospect. Everything I hear from dog supporters. So I'm going to be um, putting him in my team. I've gone with Jack Howarth as well. I mean, they're paying him 500K a year. He's got to get a bloody run, hasn't he? Oh, yeah, he should at some point. I mean, in all likelihood, it ends up, their long-term back rows probably end up being Katoa and Howarth. In, yeah. in the long run, 
Yeah. So look, um, if it's not him, um, I think I've got enough money now to go. You know, you 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 feel and the, and the whisperer felt good about um, old mate from the eels as well. I just thought maybe I like the look of Russell last year, but I could easily get into uh, old mate from the um, Dunster from the eels. Yeah. So you know, look, I I'm not going to take like you said. You can't really afford to go players who are not getting the run. So if he's not there for round one. Um, I'm not going to be going him. So I'll put it as Hayes Dunster for the moment. Um, look, I've gone Teddy and Trevojevic on the, the bench. Some people are like, oh, I'm not going there again. He's too made of glass, Trevojevic. He's over in America with the Latrell hammy guy. He's got a, you know, like a 504,000 Tommy Trevojevic. Who else do you actually want to go in the fullback? Some people are going Latrell. Which is fair. Yeah. I think that's fair. Latrell and Teddy are fair, but. That's a lot of money at fullback when you have someone $270,000 cheaper who, if you can just play 10 games straight, will outscore both of them comfortably, probably. Yeah, most you know? likely. And look, uh, Latrell's not without his little hamstring problems as well and, and suspension. So, look, um, yeah. you know, we hear if, if we hear that this rehab's not taking and he's still struggling or whatever, but I, I hope that he's coming in fit. And if Tommy can just not lose, if those hamstrings can just hold up, He's going to have a good year. He's such a good player, and he's 504000 So that's the team as it stands. Um, look, I had to make an adjustment. I think I'll probably just go Pele, and I'll get Hetherington down. That gives me the money to go Dunster. I've got all sort of starters, and I do need to see if some of these guys that I've gone with are actually going to get the run, which is yeah. speculative at this point. Um, all right, let's move on to the team previews. We're, going, oh, we're running for time here. We'll just go through uh, one team to start it off. It's going to be the Penrith Panthers. Now you tell me how you think their 17 is going to line up. I'll tell you if there's anything I um, disagree with. And we'll talk about maybe some of the other players that are on the outside of that 17 that are possibilities um, to get a run. All right. Well, we'll start off nice and controversial, shall we? I reckon their fullback's the hammer. I'm I'm staying with that. No, we're we're doing the Panthers. Doing the Panthers. Why do I think we were doing the Dolphins? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think that Tessie New is going to be their fullback, but we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to we'll put a wager we'll on it, but we'll do yeah. Penrith Panthers. <laughs> okay, well, Dylan Edwards is definitely their fullback. Yeah. Um, obviously, Taylor May suspended, so Sunia Taruva will probably get a run early on. Yep. Um, then you've got centres, Tayo, Stephen Crichton, that's pretty obvious. Brian Tyo is the other winger. Yep. Harves, Luai Cleary. Uh, your front row, I've got Fisher Harrison, Leota as your props. Yep. And Mitch Kenny as their starting hooker. Yep. Um, I've got Luke Garner and Liam Martin as their edge forwards. Isaiah Yo at 13. And then a bench made up of Sonny Luke, Scott Sorensen, Zach Hosking, and Tyrone Peachy. Yeah. All right. Well, let's have a look. I mean, look, to be honest, I'm exactly the same as you. You know, on yeah. their starting 17, I've got Tyrone Peachy. He's been taken back home there. You think he's going to get a run in yeah. there? I think he's. He, Whenever Tyrone Peachy plays for Penrith, he's usually a pretty good footballer. I mean, he got an origin call up playing Penrith. That, that's saying something. So yeah. I think, you know, you use him as your utility. He can cover any spot in the team, really. Yep. Uh, um, and so he's a, he only pre-plays more, more than 10 minutes a game, very rarely. Um, and he can cover an injury spot anywhere. Yep. He's pretty versatile. Um, look, I've gone um, Sorensen. I've gone Spencer Lee New. Um, and I've gone with, well, I mean, I've, I've got Jamin Sel- Salmon in there, but I, maybe it's, maybe it's, who yeah, else? The same got? player, you know, same sort of player. Yeah. 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 So look, um, other players in their lineup that they've got, um, Eddie Blacker is supposed to be pretty good. You've got Cogger, you've got Chris Smith, Lindsay Smith, Matt Eisenhuth, Sonny Luke, um, Sonny Cheruva. Tom Jenkins and Zach Hosting, Hosking, who they've brought over from. Maybe it's Zach Hosking instead of Salmon. I think you could. They might go with Salmon or Peachy. Um, and I haven't really got Sonny Luke in there. I don't see. That feels like you've got one utility spot uh, or the backup hooker, and it could be either Peachy, Salmon, or or um, Sonny Luke. Yeah. Well, I, I thought that. I thought, and then someone pointed out to me that you can use Mitch Kenny as a running forward. So mm. you could do what they did with like Brent Smith and Harry Grant, you know. You start Mitch Kenny as, you know, your big sort of your running hooker sort of guy for the first 20 minutes, take the buy out of the game. 
then you move Kenny to your prop rotation, and then you put Sonny Luke on, crafting us out of dummy half. He plays 50 minutes, which Kenny's basically playing as a 50-minute middle forward. Well, not middle forward, you know, he's playing part of his game time as a middle forward as well. And then you've still got, technically speaking, you've got that spot still for your utility. Yeah, I, I you know, I, I think that that's probably how they line up. Um, Look, you know, I see a lot of teams with Sonny Luke in it because he's such a bargain second hooker option. Um, But I don't know if he's going to he, – there's just a lot of um lot of things up in the air there, you know, with play, bringing someone like Peachy back who's really versatile, play hooker, play back line, you can, go, you can put him in lock. So I just yeah. think he's way more versatile. Um, And why bring him back if you're not going to use him? So maybe he's there for depth, I don't know. But I'm sure they're paying him a – fair wage to go back home so anyway well that's how we've got um the predicted lineups for them um i think they're key ones um uh we've we've obviously gone for a bargain um brian to'o this year obviously priced out of someone like targo and and may you know not really too interested in Crichton. is there anyone else i mean are you gonna own someone like yo at all in the year I could see myself owning Yo post Origin, and that would probably be the only time. I think you've got to go with your value players early on, and then your outright guns later in the season, and then non Origin players in between. That's usually the correct strategy. And if Isaiah's been do you know on performing really well and playing, you know, better super coach output than what he has had in the past, then I think. I think I'd pick him for sure. Yep. Um, the big thing for me, the big watch is obviously Garner starting. I want him to start and then I'm having have having him in my team <laughs> because if he doesn't, I'm not going to have him. Uh, all right. Well, that's pretty much it. Um, look. Lock him in. Yep. That's one of our BBL things. Who are you locking in? Who, who Like we've live traded here on our thing. Who is a non-negotiable for you? What is something that you've put into your team? A couple of things that you're like, I'm that oh, I've got it in my team. It's not going to change right for round one. It's going to stay like this. I'm not going to change it. The two hookers. Yep. The two hookers are non-negotiable to me. The two hookers and the two fullbacks, they feel like the things that will not change for me the entire season. Brand Smith, Harry Grant, perfect combination. Teddy Turbo, perfect combination. The fullbacks may change purely because of origin, but otherwise they won't change one bit. Yeah, I'm probably with you there. I've got my lineup in the fullbacks. I've got my lineup. Oh, look, I mean, I've, I reckon I've got the two best fullbacks, you know, probably the, I mean, look, it'd be Cook, but I've got a combination. I'm not going to change anything in the um, hooker position. And I've got probably, I think, number one and two halfbacks of the year. So, um, look, I'm not going to say I won't change that, uh, but they're the only two halfbacks I want, really. Um, look, there is a potential for me to go a uh, Matt Burton um, to save some cash and pump it in. Look, if Garner doesn't get the start, I'm going to have to do something different in there. You know, if some of my players who I'm anticipating are going to get a run, I might have to just take a downgrade in there um, to get the money I need to, um, you know, pump up another player. So, you know, there's there's a chance I move there. But um, halfback, hooker and fullback, I think are looking pretty juicy for me. Um, I'm not married to going cheap and nasty in the front row, but I think front row is sort of a bit of a dead position. Um, who, who can you go in there? Haas, who's got, you know, a lot of troubles oh, going on in his life. He's doing an ankle every time he plays. You've got Tuppany, who's still available in there, but probably priced accordingly. And you've lost IPAP out of the front row. Um, there's not really, it's, it's sort of a, you know, people who've had a good one will probably get 65 and people who have, you know, one of these middies will probably get 55. It's like a 10-point difference. Yeah, no, you're right. Like, there's just not that much at front row, is there? I mean, you could go Ruben Connor um, or Tohu Harris, but there's all these question marks over all of them. Uh, David Clemmer has one, one that stood out to me. I mean, big workout, work rate forward, playing pretty big minutes, I would have imagined, mm. um, like the Tigers. Yeah, well, so look, I've gone cheap and nasty. That's where I've, you know, every time somebody's got really good players in certain positions of their team, you're like, yeah, let's see where you've gone cheap. I've done it in the in the front row. <laughs> yeah, you've got to go cheap and nasty in some position. Yep. All right, well, that's the first podcast of the year, um, NRL-wise. Uh, thanks so much, everybody, for listening. Nathan, thanks for chatting. 
No, pleasure. Anytime. Um, I think next one we'll go in and do a team. We'll do three teams because we'll obviously just very short brush over our teams and the changes that we've made. And then we'll move into three teams, but we'll just move down the ladder. So who we got the Eels, you know, who else made the finals? Um, Rabbitohs and Melbourne probably. No, the Raiders eliminated Melbourne. Oh yeah. Up the milk. (laughs) Yeah, but we'll do three teams next on the next um, team preview. Um, Thanks so much everybody for listening and we'll talk to you again soon. I don't know when it's going to drop the next one. I don't even know when I'll upload this one. Probably, you know, one of these days I'll see in the next day or two. We'll see if it um, drops, Um, but we'll talk to you again soon. eh? Yeah. Cheers. Kick and chase by Mullins. Kick and chase again by Mullins. 